Welcome everyone that's joined us by live stream this morning. Uh, we've already had a party in here. We had some great praise and worship. Uh, if, you, if you missed it because you're at home sitting on your couch, uh, the dry bones actually started rattling in here. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> when we were praising the Lord, we raised the roof. So if you missed it, you missed it. Hallelujah. You're not going to miss the word because we're fixing to bring it. Be turning in your Bibles to Matthew chapter number five. Matthew chapter number five. And I want to pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you for the opportunity, Father God, to bring your word to your people. Father God, let the meditations of my heart and the words of my mouth glorify you. Let only those things that come out of my mouth uh, be what you want me to say to your people, Father God, and, and lead and guide your people in the way you would have them go. We turn this service and we turn this word over to you right now in the Holy Spirit. Bring forth the things you want your people to know and the things you want your people to do. And I'll give you all the praise for all of the rest of my life in Jesus' name. Amen. How many of you know me and my father have a special relationship? How many of you know you and your father have a special relationship? Amen. If you don't have a relationship with him, you need to have one. Praise God. How many of you know a relationship means you talk to him every day? Praise God. Anyway, Matthew chapter 5. Uh and I got to say, you know, throughout the last year, the past year, the Lord has had me teaching messages that put a lot, of, a lot of emphasis on the end times and the rapture of the church uh, in his second coming. Amen. And a couple of weeks back, I did my best uh, to teach you on a place called heaven. How many of you were here for that message? Amen. We talked about all the aspects of heaven. We talked about where it's located. There's actually three heavens. We talked about the beauty and the glory we will see when we get there. We also talked about that we would see our family and friends that have gone before us. And we talked about a place that every born-again believer should be longing for. Can you say amen? See, when you long to be in a place called heaven, or any place for that matter, you'll do whatever it takes to get there. When you long to be with your family at, at Christmas time, you'll, and you're, they're out of town, you're going to do whatever you take it takes to get there, right? Amen. So if you long for heaven, you're going to do whatever it takes to get there as well. Amen. We also talked about the rewards that we will receive when we stand before the Lord Jesus Christ. And we learned that those rewards are based upon what we do for God's kingdom while we're right here on earth. That, that excited some people and then it almost depressed some people because there's a lot of people not doing anything for the kingdom of God. They're just coming to church. That's a plus. And I, and I, okay, let me say this. If anybody gets saved through this ministry, you're a part of it. So you'll get that reward. But it's the ones that go the extra mile. I mentioned Brother Garrett last week. They taught Sunday school for I don't know how many years. That's all their rewards. Amen. Those rewards went before them to heaven, and they will receive those rewards when they get there. Hallelujah. You see, when we get to heaven, we're going to appear before our Savior. I think it's in Corinthians chapter 5, uh, says, For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that each one may receive the things done in the body according to what he has done, whether it be good or bad. So we can see it's, it's what we do for the kingdom of God and the kingdom of heaven down here that we are rewarded for in heaven. And the greatest thing we can do down here is help somebody else 
get up there. Can you say amen to that? Amen. One of the things we taught on this year is how to be a witness for the Lord Jesus Christ. And in that teaching, I talked uh, about to you about you and I being the salt and you and I being the light. And that's what we're called to be. Can you say amen? So I want to continue along those lines this morning. Uh, and therefore, I've entitled this message, Being a Light in a Dark World. Being a light in a dark world. You know, a person doesn't have to be a tenured theologian to know that the Bible is fulfilling itself right before our eyes. We see the world getting darker and darker and darker. And when we see the world getting darker and dar darker, how many of you know that you and I, as the church, because you are the church, I am the church, that the church ought to be getting lighter and lighter. And I'm not going to dwell on it, but we even see the church inviting darkness into their pews, inviting darkness and to teach their kids, inviting darkness to stand behind the pulpit. Because I'm telling you, no, I'm not going to say that. How many of you know the church needs to be the light? We don't come to the church. We are the church. So as we see the world getting darker, you and I should be getting lighter and lighter. You should be getting lighter and lighter. Amen? Amen. Now more than ever, we need to let our light shine in a dark place. In other words, people need to stop being chameleon Christians. You know what a chameleon Christian is? A chameleon Christian blends in with their surroundings. A chameleon Christian, if it's a man, blends in with the guys on their job. They'll stand around the water can and tell dirty jokes or listen to dirty jokes instead of being a light to those around them. I don't know about you, but I'm not going to be a chameleon Christian. There's also closet Christians. Some Christians just need to come out of the closet. They hide their Christianity except on Sundays and Wednesdays. I was talking to my mother this year, and she said, uh, most, and I was talking to her about my message because I, I normally shoot it by her just to get an accolade from her, you know. And she said, really, a, a lot of people they only come out of the closet on Christmas and Easter. The day Jesus was born and the day he died for their sins or was resurrected for their sins. And I said, Mom, you're more than right. But that should not be. I said, that should not be. Amen? Those Christians that just blend in with their surroundings those Christians who want to keep one foot in the world because they like the taste of it, but one foot in God. They want to do just enough to make it into heaven. My daughter had the best analogy, and y'all know where I'm going with this, those who are members here. My daughter said, uh, those who ride the fence, Dad, they need to know that the devil owns the fence. Listen to me very carefully. Those folks who are riding the fence are gambling with eternity. Amen. So my counsel to you and God's counsel to all of us is get our whole self on God's side of the fence. Amen. I'm not talking about living the perfect Christian life. Nobody's perfect. Jesus was only perfect one, but I am talking about your heart needs to be perfect towards God. And he knows if it is or not. Your eternity relies on it. I'm talking about you being a light for you. You can't be the light for the world until you're the light for yourself. 
that you study and you learn the word of God to where you shed light on yourself or the word sheds light on you. Amen. Not being a perfect Christian, but <clears throat> not being a half-hearted Christian either. Being a whole-hearted Christian. Give him your whole heart. Amen. And then let him change you. <clears throat> I've got family members saying, well, I just can't go to church till I'm perfect. I want to go, hey, stupid. <laughs> there you go. The church would be empty. We come to church to get better. We come to Jesus and let him change us from the inside out. Who cleans the fish before you catch it? Just asking for a friend. Cannot be half-hearted. When you're whole, when you're, and let me say this, when you're wholehearted toward God and Jesus Christ, it shows. It'll show in your life. It shows whether you are or not. Now, does pastor get to see it all the time? No, but God does. Your heart will give you away. Because you're going to do what your heart tells you to do. Used to when I was a young, young and in, in my stupid era, I, I spent more times in the bar and doing all kinds of things like that when I was in that stupid uh, age because that's where my heart was. I didn't want to be in church. I want to be out with all my friends. You know, all those friends in low places. That was one of my favorite songs. I got friends in low places. Yeah, I see a lot of you smiling. Y'all recognize that song. Y'all need to quit listening to it. <laughs> you see, when you go all in, you act different. When you go all in for Jesus, you talk different. When you go all in, you actually look different. In other words, you're no longer blending in with your surroundings, but you're standing out in your surroundings. And you're standing out because the light of God is on you and shining through you. Can you say amen? And I'll tell you, when you learn to live all in for God, it makes what you want to be, it makes you want to be in his presence at all times. Presence. Amen? It makes you want to read the word. It makes you want to pray. It makes you want to do those things. Praise God. It'll make you want to share God's presence with others. One yeah. Thank you, Brother Hans. In other words, you'll be a light wherever you go. You'll be the light at the water cooler. You'll be the light at the beauty shop, ladies. Or is it called hair salons now? Oh, sorry. Hallelujah. You'll be the light wherever you go. See, God is looking for people who are willing to live all in. Not just living half in, but living all in. Can you say amen? And I realize uh, no one knows the day or the hour of the rapture of the church. But I can tell you this, we're closer than we were yesterday. Amen. And I know this also. He could come back at any moment. So why would somebody want to gamble with their life? Why would somebody want to keep one foot in the world for all the lust of the flesh when that could make them lose their place in the rapture? I know I don't. So I'm going to do whatever I take to keep my heart right. Amen? I choose to live all in. <clears throat> Excuse me. I choose to be ready to go. Amen? How many know it's not just about you and me? How many know we have family and we have friends and we have neighbors who may not be ready to go? And if you and I aren't letting our light shine around them, how many of you know you may be the only light that they come in contact with? See, God is God has saved us to help get other people saved. God has not saved me just for me and my four 
or how many ever I have be the only ones that I've ever talked to. Amen. I haven't always been a pastor. I was a person sitting in the pew. That somebody who loved me one day just looked me in the face and he said, if you'll get into the word of God, you'll know the truth and the truth will set you free. And I'm going to be honest with you, it made me mad because he did it in front of the whole congregation. Pointed me out and I didn't like it. But you know something? <clears throat> the word that he spoke to me hit home and I started reading the Bible and yeah, it took a while, but the truth set me free. But it didn't set me free just for me. It set me free for my family. It set me free so that her and I could be free together. It set me free so I could witness to my children and tell them there's a better way than what their daddy used to teach them. Because your kids will do what you did. And both of my kids went out into the world because their daddy was in the world. <clears throat> they saw their daddy drink, so they drank. They saw their daddy party, so they partied. And I had to go back to them and say, I'm sorry. Let me be a light to you now. I didn't say it with my words. I said it with my actions. I started living Christ in front of them. Not just talking about it on Sunday. That ain't in my notes. That's for somebody in here. Maybe for more than one of you. You know, I need to start living for Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. How can you be a witness? Everybody in here has a testimony. Nobody in here walked on water. Amen? Everybody in here came from somebody else in your old life. Everybody in here has a past. I don't care if you was raised in church and you cut your teeth on the back of the pew. The Bible says you had to be born again, right? Well, it would only tell you you have to be born. Jesus would only said you have to be born again if something was wrong with you. <clears throat> and who you are <clears throat> wasn't good enough. That's why the first thing he told me, I don't know what he told you. First thing he told me was repent. In other words, John, quit living like you're living. Let me help you live all in with me. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I'll get to my scripture in a minute. Hallelujah. We all have a testimony. You need to share with somebody or everybody you come in contact with what your life looked like before Jesus. What your life uh, is actually now that you're serving Jesus. That's your testimony. And nobody can tell your testimony better than you. How many of you know that? How many believe Matthew was a light? He was a tax collector. How many believe Luke was a light? He was a doctor. How many even believe Peter was a light? He was a stinking fisherman. How many believe Paul was a light? He persecuted the first Christians. He held Stephen's garments while they stoned him. Right here in this congregation, man sitting on the front rows of light. He's a mechanic. Brother Gibby, cowboy, but he's a light. No, they're not up here in the pulpit preaching, but he talks to people in his shop. Gibby posts every message on Facebook, on his Facebook page. Amen? Yeah. Hans is a light. He's a residential builder and a ranch manager. 
Miss Lisa's a light. She's a nurse. She witnesses the people all the time on her job. Amen. You're a light. Turn to your neighbor and say, you're a light. Tell them to act like it. Amen. Give somebody your testimony. Tell somebody what Jesus has done for you. Amen. Hallelujah. You can be a light everywhere you go, praise God. And if you're not being a light in your world, start today. Forget about yesterday and start today being a light wherever you go. Don't be afraid to stand up for Jesus. Let me tell you something, guys. I love each and every one of you. But if you deny Jesus right now, if you're afraid to come out of the closet, if you're one of those comedian Christians who don't, well, I just don't want to say anybody, think to offend anybody. Let me say something. That's denying the Lord. If Jesus said, if you deny me before man, I'll deny you before my father. You better think about that. Hallelujah. Yeah, it's, it, you come to Hill Country Cowboy Church, it's going to be more than just come up here and wait down a pew. I'm going to challenge you every Sunday to be better than you are. Because God challenges me every day to be better than I am. Hallelujah. Thank you, God, for the Holy Ghost. That's why I turned this service over to him. Hallelujah. Are you in Matthew yet? Hallelujah. <clears throat> People need our help, guys. And Jesus deals with this in verse, uh, in chapter 5. I want to start reading with verse number 1. Matthew chapter 5, verse 1. These, this is, these are the Beatitudes, okay? How many of you like being blessed? Okay. And seeing the multitudes, he went up on a mountain, and when he was seated, his disciples came to him. Then he opened his mouth and taught them. He opened his mouth and taught them. How do you know every time Jesus opens his mouth, it's a teaching moment? He opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, or pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the sons of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when they revile and persecute you and say all kinds of evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice and be exceedingly glad, for great is what? Your reward in heaven, for they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Look at verse 13. You are the salt of the earth. Everybody say, I'm the salt. What does salt do? It changes things it touches, don't it? You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? It is then good for what? Nothing but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. Now, I know we've taught on this before. We know that salt is a, it changes all the food or everything it touches, right? Amen. So I'm not going to teach on it again. But we need to know that we are the salt. Hallelujah. The church needs to fulfill God's will and be the salt. Because if we don't, who will? 
Isaiah, one of my favorite scriptures in Isaiah chapter number six, number, verse number eight. It says, I heard the voice of the Lord saying, whom shall I send? And I heard me saying, here am I, send me. Everyone sitting in this church building today, everyone watching by live stream this morning, I challenge you to tell the Lord God Almighty, here am I, Lord, send me. It ain't just up to the pastor. It ain't just up to the Hanses and just a few that I called out. It's up to all of us to spread the gospel to every creature. Amen? Amen. Praise God. I don't know about you, but I feel good. This is a feel-good message to me. Hallelujah. Don't allow the world in this culture to dilute your saltiness. Don't become culturally embalmed with the things that are in this world that you get so embalmed with the culture around you that it changes the way you think. That you'll accept more than what Jesus says you're supposed to accept. That you get so embalmed that it changes the way you believe. That you get so embalmed that it changes the way you live. In other words, you lose your ability to uh, change your surroundings because your surroundings are changing you. We see this happening more and more in the churches of today. My brothers and sisters, this should not be so. Jesus said, we are the salt. Jesus said, we are the light. Amen. Amen. Look at this in verse 14. It says, the first two words are, you are. Everybody say, I am. I am. <clears throat> you are the light of this world or the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but they put it on a lampstand and it gives light to all who are in the house. It says, let your light uh, shine or let your light so shine before men that they may see what? Your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Notice Jesus says that you are the light of the world, not going to be the light. You are the light. How many of you know you're not the light just because Jesus said you are? How many of you know you're not the light just because you confess you are? Thank you, darling. Confession don't make you the light in this world, living the light makes you a light to this world. So we're not confessing that, we, that we're the light, we're being the light. Can you say amen to that? We're being the light on our jobs. And listen, if you ain't the light on your, in what I just give you the list, just all you have to do is repent. Amen. Say, Lord, I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't realize all that, Lord. I didn't realize that I need to be the light all the time. I thought I was just supposed to be the light on Sundays. We're being the light on our job. We're being the light at the grocery store. We're being the light when we're around our families at Christmas time. All the time. That's right, brother. That we're being the light around those friends that we used to party with and we still want to hang out with. That we're being the light everywhere we go. And let me say this. If you're going to be the light, you're going to have to hate darkness. I said you're going to have to hate darkness. How many of you know God hates darkness? The Bible says light cannot fellowship with darkness. 
Look at the Ephesians chapter 5, verse 11. Just look at the board. I'm going to read it out of the Amplified. Hallelujah. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 11 says, Take no part in and have no fellowship with the fruitless deeds and enterprises of darkness, but instead let your lives be so in contrast as to expose and reprove and convict them. Are you being a conviction on your job to other men? I'm not bragging on me. I'm bragging on Jesus. But people, when I, when I was a construction superintendent for commercial construction in Austin, people knew that I was a Christian and they would be convicted every time I came on the job. Not because of me, but because of the one in me. And then even standing around them, they'd say, and when they cut, oh, I'm sorry, Big John. I didn't mean to say, I mean, they only need to apologize to me. I'm not your judge. He is. Amen. But I didn't stand around the water cooler and laugh at their dirty jokes. I didn't stand at the plate glass window on 6th Street when I was doing construction on 6th Street and look out when those little girls was walking down the street and all them guys in there going, oh my God, look at that. Woo-wee. And you, hey, I'd walk up to them and say, they say, you see that, Big John? I said, I thought you was married. Oh, I am, but hey, everybody looks. I said, no, everybody don't. Be the light in a dark world. Amen. Am I still a man? Yeah. But I'm a godly man. I love Jesus more than I love anything else. And I want to please him. And the Bible says, Jesus himself says, if you lust for a woman in your heart, you've already committed adultery. See, you got to learn the scriptures, guys. And that's not just for like guys, that's for women too. You have lust in your heart for another man, you've already committed adultery. You need to ask for forgiveness. Just saying. Hallelujah. Everybody still love me? I saw a couple wanting to break for the door. Good, good thing some of them on a short chain. Amen. Hallelujah. I, that's all Holy Ghost, guys. I got to find where I'm where at. Hating darkness doesn't mean that we shun people. How many of you know that? We don't shun, I don't shun people because they're still living in darkness. I'm a light to them. I tell them that there's a better way. Hallelujah. I tell them that, hey, I can relate to where you're at because I used to be there. But God, but Jesus, amen. How many times have you used the words, but God on your job, in your testimony? Uh, 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 let me just talk to the people by live stream. How many times have you Use the words, but look what God did to me and for me on your job site. Amen. Or were you a chameleon Christian? Just asking for a friend. Hallelujah. We hate darkness. How many of you know Jesus sat down with the sinners? I mean, you know, he didn't partake of what they were partaking of, that he was a light to them. He convicted them. He convicted Matthew so bad that Matthew got up and said, man, I'm going to give back everything that I ever took from people. And I'm even going to give them more. The light convicts people. Amen. Amen. The light exposes the darkness. Hallelujah. And that's what God and Jesus Christ expects of you and I. <clears throat> that's what he expects you and I to do. We are to expose the works of darkness with our light. Can you say amen? But again, you don't hear that talk very much. 
Some of y'all may be thinking I, you shouldn't be teaching it all the time either, but I'm going to. I'm going to shout it from the rooftop. Go tell it on the mountain. Amen. This is what I'm shouting on the mountain, that Jesus Christ is Lord of my life. Amen. <clears throat> Got two amens. How many would shout it out right now that Jesus Christ is your Lord? Come on now. <laughs> Hallelujah. Imagine you're at a football game. Praise God. <clears throat> Hallelujah. See, you don't hear preachers challenging congregations to be a light in this dark world. Listen, our life should be a light and a witness to the life-changing power of our Lord and Jesus Christ. Can you say amen? amen. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Whether you're walking on your job or you're walking down the aisle of the grocery store, whether you're at the post office, the hair salon, the hardware store, the feed store, the lumber yard, wherever you are, there ought to be something different about you. And if you're not, there's not something different about you, keep coming to church. There will be. Amen. Because you can't sit under this kind of teaching very long without it changing who you are. Amen. I don't know about you, but I refuse to be a chameleon Christian. And I'm not trying to be ugly, but I couldn't care less about blending in with this world. Amen. I don't want to blend in with this world. I want to separate myself from it like Jesus told me to. Come out from amongst them and be ye separate, the Lord said. Amen. My attitude is I'm going to uh, blend in with the kingdom of heaven. Hallelujah. And I'll tell you this too. Until you get that attitude, then you'll never be the light God created you to be. Let me say this. If you and I really believe the rapture of the church was to take place at any moment, I believe we would all want to let our light shine in this dark world. Can you say amen? Wouldn't we want to tell as many folks as we could that Jesus is soon coming back? Wouldn't we want to tell people uh, that we may not know the day, exact day or the hour? But we know by the signs that Jesus told us, of, told us of in Matthew chapter 24 that we're really close. Wouldn't we want to tell that to the ones we say we love so much? If you have a friend that's living in sin, wouldn't you want them to be saved? Don't you love them enough to tell them the way they're living will get them left behind? Hmm. <sighs> Being a light to this world and helping somebody cross over into the gates of heaven is our purpose in this life. That's my purpose. I'm not saying I do, but there's been times that I didn't want to be up here. But you know why I am? Because I love you. And I know if I teach you how to be a fisherman of men, that you'll go out and catch some fish. Amen. That's what it's all about, guys. I got news for you. There are no U-Haul trailers in heaven. So I don't care how many treasures you think you can store up on this planet. You're not taking them with you. You want to know what you're taking with you? Look at the one next, living next to you. Everybody turn and look at the one next to them. Turn and look at the one next to you. I'm not going to move on until you do. Hallelujah. That's the only thing that you can take to heaven with you is family, friends, loved ones, maybe a few enemies. Hallelujah. Preaching myself happy. Hmm. Look again at Matthew chapter uh, 5, no, verse 14. Jesus said, You are the light of the world. A city is set on a hill 
cannot. Everybody say cannot. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. How many of you know we're not supposed to be hiding out anywhere? Gathering up a bunch of food and go live in a bunker or a cave. No, we're supposed to be preaching the gospel. Can you say amen? Our light isn't supposed to just shine on Sundays and Wednesdays. Or man up. Or sister to sister. We all... <laughs> Can you just imagine that? Church folks all coming together just to shine on one another. What good is that doing? Yeah, iron sharpens iron. But we don't need the light. We are the light. People out there, they need the light. They need to know that they are the light. Amen? And you're talking about the greatest multi-level marketing That row right there, if they duplicate themselves, be eight next week. Amen. If everybody in here duplicated yourself, look at all the people. Uh, overflow. Just saying. Hallelujah. We're not supposed to be hiding out. Jesus said we're the light of the world. So it's the people in this dark world that need our light. Amen? Listen to me. Jesus didn't save you and fill you with his light so you could just sit at home in your pajamas. I ain't talking about nobody in here. Sit at home in your pajamas watching Hill Country Cowboy Church. He saved you and said, go into the world. Don't shout me down now. Hallelujah. Yes, if you can't get to church, that's fine. Sit at home and watch us. But then when you go to the grocery store, when you start starving enough to get out of your house and go to the grocery store, even though you're not starving enough for Jesus to get out of the house and go to church, when you get out of your house, when you're starving enough to go to the grocery store, be a light to somebody. Hallelujah. Mm-mm-mm. Getting awful quiet. That's okay. You have a complaint, there's the Holy Ghost box in the back because that's all coming from him. Hallelujah. Now, my brother and sister, Jesus filled us with his light to be a light. That means we need to be engaged. That means we need to be witnessing to people. That means we need to be talking to everyone we can about Jesus. That means we need to let God use us in whatever manner he has for us. He uses these guys on the platform in praise and worship, but they're ministering, they're being a light. Amen? He uses the ushers. They're being a light. What can he use you doing? He said, go into all the world. He said, lay hands on the sick. How many of y'all are laying hands on people praying for them? Three or four of us, five of us, amen. Be bold. Because if, if you're in H-E-B and he tells you to do that, he's already made the way for you to do it. He's already gone before you. Amen. Go up to somebody and say, can I pray with you? Lord, just put you on my heart to pray with you. What are they going to say? No. Get thee behind me, Christian. <laughs> See, that's what being a light means. It says go into all the world. Out there, my brothers and sisters, is the mission field. It ain't in here. You're supposed to go out there. You are. Not just the pastor, not just a few of us. Everybody in this room, everybody watching my live stream this morning. You have been commissioned and commanded by the, uh, our Heavenly Father in Jesus Christ to go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. If you're not doing that, you're being disobedience to the word. You know there's only one sin in the Bible and it's called disobedience. And now that you know that, you're held accountable for it. 
Hallelujah. I truly believe we're in the last days. I'm going to pull out all the stops, guys. Hope you stick with me. Hope you stick with me, but I'm going to pull out all the stops. I'm not going to try to keep from hurting people's feelings. I'm going to tell you exactly what the Word of God says. Because there's a lost world out there. That Jesus gave his life for, and I'm willing to give my life for it too. I will not back down. I will not shut up. I'm going to keep preaching the gospel exactly like it comes out of the book. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Father. Can you imagine what the body of Christ would look like if more and more Christians really wanted to be a light to this dark world? What the body of Christ would look like if just the people in this room would duplicate yourself. I'm going to talk about, about that later. He said in verse 14, he says, you are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket. I mean, you know, if you light a light in your house and then cover it up, it ain't doing no good. Nor do they put it under a basket, but they put it on a what? A lampstand. How many of you know when you put something on a lampstand, it lights everything? Amen? You're supposed to be on a lampstand in your life. You're supposed to be on a lampstand in the world that you go into. Hallelujah. And it says it gives light to all that are in the house. This could be all that is in your house. In other words, when you start being the light, you can, you can share that light with everyone in the house. Let's just start working on our own house first, okay? Amen. Be a light to everybody in your house. Everybody in your family. And he says right here, when you set that light on the lampstand, when you be a light in your house, it says it will affect everybody in your home. How many of you know that to be true? Amen. It affects everybody. It'll affect people coming into your house. It don't matter whether you used to party with them or not. You be a light, guess what? They're going to either get so uncomfortable to leave that they leave, or you're going to be able to engage them in conversation. Amen. That's just the way it goes, guys. When I started being a light, I lost all my friends. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. But guess what? There, one of them's watching my live stream this morning. One of them's been in church for over 20-something years in San Antonio. Uh, that only had two friends, amen, other than Brenda and Jesus. No, two, four. Well, I was counting you and Jesus was four. Hallelujah. But they came back. Amen. Because they saw the light. And they said, I want what you got, John. I said, well, it's real easy. Just surrender to him because I didn't do nothing. He did it. All I did was surrender. All I did was went all in. Hallelujah. Now look at verse 16. It says, let your light so shine before men. It could also say women, right? Because men and women are everywhere. So once again, Jesus is instructing us to be a light wherever we go. Are you with me? It says, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works. Underline that. <clears throat> and that they would glorify your Father in heaven. Notice Jesus Christ is connecting being a light to our good works. In other words, people will see the light of Christ in you and me through our good works. Can you say amen? So the question is, I think you knew I was going to go here. What are these good works? Number one, 
The first good work we'll see is we'll walk in the love of God. We'll walk in the love of God. When you're walking in the love of God towards all people, they'll see the light in you. Amen? Again, we don't shun anyone. And I'll just say this. I said it before, and I'll say it in the, the hilltop. I love homosexuals. I love uh, transgenders. I love uh, lesbian ladies. I love sinners of all kind. But I'm not going to condone their sin. I love everybody out there that's having uh, 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 relationships with, without being married, but I'm not going to condemn you. I'm not going to condone it either because the Bible don't condone it. Amen? I'm going to love you, and I'm going to tell you the truth. I'm not going to do it, but I could ask a raise of hands in here of the people in this building right now that were having relationships outside of marriage that once they heard me preach it, they got married. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's a couple watching my live stream this morning too. Hallelujah. Because the word convicts. Well, how many of you know it's supposed to? Who can tell me the scripture? I'm going to just do what I do on Wednesday nights. <laughs> second, second Timothy, I believe, 1.16. God gives us the word to convict us, to reprove us, to correct us. Amen? Hallelujah. All right, let me get back to this. When you're walking in the love of God towards all people, they will see your light. When you're not criticizing them and you're not being judgmental of them, you're walking in the love of God. When you love others unconditionally, 1 Corinthians 13, amen? When you love others unconditionally, whether they love you back or not, you're walking in the love of God. And the Bible says they will see that in you. Amen. What are they seeing? They're seeing you walk in the love with other people, even when other people do you wrong. In other words, people see you walk in the love of God no matter what. Are you with me? Everybody say, no matter what, I'm going to walk in the love of God. So walking in the love of God is the first good work that people will see with someone who is being the light. The second good work is having mercy. Everybody say, thank God for mercy. Walking in the mercy towards other people. Walking in mercy towards everyone. Everybody's made mistakes. Everybody. And we need to be more merciful. When folks are going through the fiery trials of life, one of the things we can pray over them or speak over their situation is God's mercy. God, just have mercy. Thank you, Father God, for your mercy. When you and I make a mistake in life and fall short of the glory of God, how I many of you know we need a little mercy? Sometimes I need a lot of mercy. I'm right behind Brother Gibby in the mercy line. Amen. How many of you need mercy? Two of you. All right. Three. All right. Thank you. A couple of heads nodding. Look like that dog in the back window. Amen. Hallelujah. I hope you're getting something out of this. This is so good. The word will change your life if you let it change you. Amen. And I know I have a melatonin voice. I know the slumber gods, uh, the slumber demons ain't gods. Slumber demons attack people in here. But let me tell you something. You may have your eyes closed, but your spirit never sleeps. So I won't call you out for letting your eyes fall down. But I'll say this. You might not want to be on the first row, the front row, when you're going to slumber. Amen. Because then everybody behind you can see you when your head goes. 
Hallelujah. Debbie says they can't because I elbow Joe. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'm having a good time. You know, I was one of the best sleepers in church, and I sat on the front row every Sunday. Amen. Hallelujah. Yeah, man, I'm with you. Hallelujah. All right. Too many times people mess up. When people mess up, we tend to just write them off. Don't write anybody off. If they've been ugly to you and mean to you, don't write them off. Have mercy. Pray mercy for them. I didn't say go hang out with them, but you can pray for them. Amen? Amen. We need to extend mercy to everyone. And again, I'm not saying condone what they did. Amen? Jesus didn't condone the lady when she was caught in the act of adultery, but he did not condemn her either. He showed her mercy. And then after he showed her mercy, he said, go and sin no more. We need to show everyone mercy. Can you say amen? amen. Hallelujah. So, where are you at in your life? Where are you at when it comes to showing mercy and showing the love of God in your life? Just asking for a friend. Could you be more merciful? Could you be more loving? Another good work that we uh, that will show up in our lives when we're the light is walking in God's kindness, being kind to people. Christians show the light when they show kindness toward people. When they aren't rude and sharp tongue towards people, but show them respect and kindness, even when they're not getting respect and kindness back. Can you say amen to that? I know that's a tough word, guys, but we all need to practice it. Don't just be nice to the people that are nice to you. People are able to be kind-hearted because, I mean, kind towards other people because they have a kind heart. Your heart is kind. Your head may not be with them. Your head may be wanting to punch them in the nose. But we need to be kind-hearted. Can you say amen? Walk in the kindness of God. Jesus is saying when your light's shining, people will see your good works. They'll see your love. They'll see your mercy. They'll see your kindness. So I've got another question for you. Are people seeing those good works in you? Are people seeing kindness in you? Are you being kind? Are you being loving? Not Again, not just to your friends, but to everybody. Just asking for a friend. Hallelujah. Three minutes and three pages. Praise the Lord. Y'all better listen quick. Another good work, and this is the one that I started off with, and this is the one we'll probably end with, is reaching out to other people. You're being the light in a dark world when you reach out to others. That you have a deep-seated concern for the salvation of, of everyone around you and everyone that comes in contact with you, <clears throat> even to the point that you'll pray for them, even to the point that you would believe God to open a door so you can witness to them yourself. Again, all you have to do is tell somebody your testimony on what, where God's brought you from. You don't have to have the Bible. You don't have to be a Bible theologian. All you have to do is tell somebody that God is good and he saved you, and he'll save them. Amen. Amen? Being a light is being faithful to God's calling. It's spreading the gospel. It's ministering to others. It's laying hands on the sick. It's casting out devils. 
Hallelujah. Those are the good works Jesus commissioned you and I to do. Amen. Jesus said in Mark chapter 16, verse 15, he says, go into all the world and preach the gospel. He wasn't just talking to pastors. He was talking to everyone who says they are a follower of Christ. I can say that a different way. Don't say you're a follower of Christ if you're not preaching the gospel. I told you I was going to hold you accountable. I told you I was going to challenge you. Amen? He was talking to everyone who says they followed Jesus. Amen? How many of you know that's our purpose here? We're supposed to be showing the world the light of Jesus. We're supposed to be showing the light of Jesus through our good works. And when they see our good works, remember Matthew 5 said, when they see your good works, they will glorify who? Him, the Father. Amen? When they see you love uh, uh, your love toward others, when they see your loving kindness, when they see you not being judgmental, when they see you extending mercy, when they see you reaching out to help other people, when you see you being the light, Jesus said they would glorify the Father, which means, listen to me, your being the light will help convert them and help them get into heaven. And there's no higher calling than that right there. We pray that prayer in Ephesians. It says that God would give us a spirit of wisdom. Well, he's in the room this morning. And that God would give us a spirit of revelation and the knowledge of him. And then it says these words, so we will know the hope of his calling. Amen. You're called to be a light. You're called to be a witness. You're called to help uh, uh, populate the kingdom called heaven. Can you say amen? amen? My brothers and sisters, I'm going to close with this. Praise God. I thought I'd got at least one amen right there. Oh, y'all don't want me to close? Well, I'd start over. Faith cometh by hearing. <laughs> no, seriously. In closing, let me say this. Our purpose as followers of Christ is it, it isn't just to work on our job, make money, raise our family, and come to church. Those are all good things, amen? Our purpose is to do the good works of Jesus Christ. Our purpose is to share the gift of life that he gave us. And we're supposed to share that life with as many people as we can. Our purpose is to be a light in this dark world. Can you say amen to that? Let's stand to our feet. Hallelujah. Give the Lord a clap offering. Hallelujah. <clears throat> Praise God. We're going to get to take a little break next week with our Christmas program. Right, I'm sorry, not next. Get a pick up a calendar. Well, the reason I got it wrong because they have a new one. Isn't it quickly how Jesus changes the attitude? I just heard in the distance. Oh, yes, it is. I hope next week's our Christmas program. I'm coming to two practices this week. I don't want to be the only one here. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Look at that little gift of life over there. Hallelujah. Well, glory to God. I say glory to God. Hallelujah. I'm just ready to do some more praise and worship. Y'all want to come up here and... No? Okay. Well, let's pray then, all right? The one thing we always do when we close out of service is we give everyone, not only in this room, but everyone watching my live stream this morning, an opportunity to let the light come into your life. The light is Jesus Christ. He says, I am the truth, the way, and the life. 
Nobody comes to the Lord, God but through me. So he is the light of the world, is he not? And then he gives us an opportunity to be a light right along with him. But if you're not saved, you need to ask the light to come into your life. So with every head bowed and every eye closed, no one looking around, let's respect and honor the work of the Holy Spirit. If you're in this room this morning or you're watching by live stream and you know in your heart you haven't been serving God, you haven't been a light anywhere you've been going, you've just been existing as a Christian and you want to do more for God. If that's you, I want you to raise your hand and put it right back down. God sees all those hands. I've got my hand up too. We can all be more than we are. So let's all pray this prayer together. Heavenly Father, I believe Jesus Christ died, was buried, and rose again. And he is the light. And he came to this world to give me light. And now, because I accept him as my Lord and Savior, I am also the light. Help me to be the light everywhere I go. Help me to witness everywhere I go. Help me lead people to Jesus Christ because that's my purpose. I'll be careful to give you all praise and glory in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. Hallelujah. Glory. Let's give those who gave their heart to the Lord this morning a clap of The Bible says heaven rejoices every time somebody turns to the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. So he was rejoiced, they were rejoicing this morning because I saw a lot of hands in this place saying, send me, Lord. Amen. 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 The last thing we say on every Sunday is we serve a miracle working God and you, turn to the person next to you and point your finger at them. You are the next in line for your miracle. You're dismissed in Jesus' name.